Day on Broadway for Monday, October 29th, 2018. I'm Broadway World's Matt Tamanini. And Diane Broadway stars James Marino. James, busy, busy week in this here podcast feed over the weekend. First, we had a new episode of Jan Simpson's Stagecraft with Danye Love, the author of the play Fireflies, currently playing at the Atlantic Stage Company or Atlantic Acting Company. Sorry. Um, had that episode on Saturday. Then in the afternoon on Saturday, we had Natalie Nowak's season three premiere. Three years. She's been doing this for three years with us, James, of On My Way to a BFA with Broadway I can't say gypsy anymore. Um, Broadway ensemblist extraordinaire Cameron Adams, um, who did not go to college, uh, as she discusses with Natalie. She was planning on going to college, but when she was a junior in high school, she got cast in her first Broadway show. And since then has been in every single Broadway musical that has come to Broadway in the subsequent 18 years since she made her Broadway debut because she's done like 37 shows, actually 12 Broadway shows in 18 years. Pretty impressive. Um, And then on Sunday, James, you, Michael and Jan talked about a great slate of shows, the Ferryman, uh, India Pale Ale, the Waverly Gallery. You got another um, review for Girl from the North Country, uh, the Book of Merman, Lewiston and Clarkston um, and a lot of other stuff. What stuck out for you? Because obviously Jan jumping in, she talked about a few shows that you guys had already discussed in previous episodes. Yeah, so it was interesting. Uh, Jan gave us a dissenting view on Girl from the North Country at the Public. Uh, wasn't her cup of tea. Uh, we talked a lot about food during the episode. <laughs> a lot of the shows uh, involved food, including India Pale Ale and, um, unfortunately— Lewiston and Clarkston, too, Lewis yeah. Clarkson and Michael saw something called Shake and Bake, uh, La- Love's Labor's Lost at Shake and Bake Theater Company, which and is— I helped. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and uh India Pale Ale, uh they uh they had uh samosa the Indian baked uh baked treat and Jan said it was the best part of the show unfortunately. So uh, <laughs> uh that's not good. Yeah. So uh you know, it you know, the food was not bad. So uh that was I guess that's better that than was nothing. good. We talked we talked about the ferryman and and I just have to reiterate uh, yeah, everybody has to see this this show. The Ferryman is so so good. I could not get tickets um, for my trip, but because of something that I'll discuss later, there's a hole in my schedule, and I will be attempting to fill that with the Ferryman uh, this coming week. So uh, I'm a very optimistic. Fingers crossed that I can beat some other rushers to get tickets to that one. Uh, something you didn't mention is that uh, you talked with Rebecca Luker. Uh, oh so yeah, that was Luker. on. Yeah, yeah, that was on Friday. That was going back even further. Yeah, I spoke with Rebecca Luker on uh, Friday in a new episode of Tell Me More, where she discussed scaffolding, uh, which is one of the three musicals part of Premieres Inner Voices 2018. It's a series of three one-act musicals from about 35 to 45 minutes that she is a part of running now through November 17th, I believe. Um, Super interesting to hear her talk about the process of working on a show by yourself, both during the rehearsal process and how the difficulties of that uh, performance requires so much more concentration than when you're doing a show in a traditional uh, scene when you've got everybody else on stage. She also, I wasn't going to bring up the fact that, hey, your husband's pretty famous too, because I always Mm -hmm. feel weird doing yeah. that uh, but she brought up you know her husband Danny Burstein a couple times and they she talked about the fact that they often 
um, go back and forth with each other, helping them learn lines, helping them develop characters. But because this is a one person musical and there's not a ton of dialogue, she, she didn't do that. So the first time that he sees or hears anything from this show is going to be when he comes on opening night, um, which I think is kind of interesting. Uh, so I, I'm sure he's going to love it, but uh, it's just kind of fun to hear how different acting couples handle these things. But uh, she's one of the best. Absolutely loved it. Uh, that's a that's a, a, a top tier interview for me in my career, James. And, uh, you know, I'd imagine if I'm guessing correctly, the time frame here, you know, she's working on uh, this show and he's doing Moulin Rouge uh, up in Boston. So, you know, uh, he, no, that that closed a few months ago. Yeah, I, I know. So I, I know it closed, but I imagine oh, she was oh, working on practicing and things like that, <laughs> learning Great her point. stuff. Um, so let's flash forward here. Uh, Jenna Tessa Fox spotlight uh podcast uh she just sent me the adam shapiro interview so that'll be coming up this week i've got conversations with uh lindsey jones sound sound designer extraordinaire and uh, jason robert brown is heading to us uh in the foreseeable future i might be editing on an airplane so (laughs) we'll see what happens there yeah yeah we'll get to that all right first up in the news we have some sad news to report Yeah, over the weekend, James, we learned that Tony, Emmy, and Grammy-nominated author, poet, and playwright Ntozaki Shange passed away at the age of 70. For the theatrical crowd, she is best known for her play for colored girls who have considered suicide when the rainbow is enough, as well as an Obie-winning adaptation of Bertolt Brecht's Mother, Courage, and Her Children. She also had a number of other plays that premiered at the public theater as well. Her novels include Lillianne, Betsy Brown, and Sassafras, Cypress, and Indigo. And in addition to a number of collections of poetry as well. Shange is a recipient of a Guggenheim Fellowship. And a little more than two years ago, her alma mater, Barnhard College, announced that they had acquired her archives. According to Vulture, Shange had been recovering from several strokes in recent years, and she passed away in her sleep on Saturday morning at an assisted living facility in Maryland. James, over a weekend that was honestly sad enough. We didn't need anything uh, more to make it even sadder. This was another loss that hit the theater community, especially um, a a theater community of female playwrights who um, drew a lot of uh, inspiration from Shange, who considered herself, uh, she said, I saw an interview uh, replayed or shared online where she said she developed her feminist persona um, at Barnard College, um, and then obviously as an African-American playwright writing for African-Americans, hit a large part of our population um, really hard on a weekend when everybody around the country was grieving already. I didn't. You know, for colored girls who have considered suicide, uh, I never even thought about the age of the of Shanghai. Uh, yeah. I, I just assumed that it was a very young playwright. That, that's really uh, um, it makes me think of that show again in a whole different light. But uh, it's just sad news indeed. For seventy years old, seems uh, seems to be a life cut short. Yeah. All right. What do we have in this week's theatrical schedule? Um, okay, James, before we get to the theatrical part of this week's schedule, I feel like we should probably let the listeners know what's going on in our schedule. So I am uh, going to be on a flight to New York on Wednesday, but because IRL, you hate me, you have decided to not only flee the city, the state, the time zone, the country, but also the continent, and you will be heading out of the country 
across the Atlantic, across the Atlantic Sea. Um, and you were going to be in like Paris or I guess or something. So um, it's going to be an interesting week between uh, Wednesday and Tuesday's episode uh, until you get back. Um, I'll be dropping episodes in. I, I don't I can't promise how if they'll be super in depth, but we will definitely be hitting something every week or every day of the week. Um, but, you know, one of us is going to be in New York one of us is going to be in Paris. It's uh, it's going to be hard. Yeah. So, uh, you know, I just I, I couldn't take more news about Wicked's anniversary. <laughs> I just I, I was like, I just had to I get to Paris, hang out at the Champs-Élysées and uh, have some, you know, food. Crepes. Yeah. Crepes. All right. Yeah. But as you said, you're going to be gone. Actually, you're not leaving until after the 15th anniversary performance, but whatever. We're, you know, why let a few facts get in the way of a good story? But yes, tonight, this, uh, the week gets started with the NBC special, A Very Wicked Halloween, celebrating Wicked's 15th anniversary on Broadway. Adina, Cheno, Vosk, Ariana, Adam Lambert, and more will be there. Of course, it was filmed like two weeks ago, um, but it will air on NBC at 10, 9 central. Check your local listings. And the actual 15th anniversary performance will happen at the Gershwin live and in color on Tuesday. And James, my parents will be there. I will actually be flying up to New York on the plane that my parents will be flying out of New York on. So we're going to cross in the Newark airport. Um, so that'll be fun. Um, also on Tuesday night, two shows will officially open off Broadway. Stephen Levinson's days of rage at second stage and in Ghazi on good grief at the vineyard. Then looking forward to Thursday, we've got a bunch of stuff happening, including the official Broadway opening of Harvey Firestein's torch song at the Helen Hayes theater directed by Moises Kaufman and starring Michael Urie and Mercedes rule. Also on Broadway that night, the first previews for both the share show and to kill a mockingbird will happen. Now, funny story, James, that I referenced earlier, all the way back in June, the day that tickets went on sale, I bought a ticket to the very first preview of To Kill a Mockingbird because I love Aaron Sorkin and I love Celia Keenan-Bolger. And then over the weekend, as I was getting my papers prepped for the trip, I realized that I, in fact, did not purchase a ticket to the very first preview of To Kill a Mockingbird. I purchased a ticket to the second preview. So I uh, guess the best laid plans and whatnot. Anyway, mm. I'm going on Friday, which coincidentally was the only night that I didn't have a show planned. So that worked out well. But now going to try to rush uh ferryman on thursday if if a listener decides to go just because i said this and gets a ticket and i don't i will be very very angry uh <laughs> but anyway so uh you know i'm not the sharpest crayon in the toolbox or whatever so anyway um also beginning performances on thursday is uh, the classic stage company's production of bertolt brecht's the resistible rise of arturo ui starring raul Spars and directed by john doyle then moving to friday the pre-Broadway London production of Hades Town begins performances at London's National Theatre, and I'm hoping that at some point by the time it has its official opening, maybe in the days following the opening, we will know that it is coming to Broadway in late March or early April so that my predictions can be correct. Um, <laughs> that's really the only reason I care. <laughs> then on Sunday, we have an opening and three closings. The opening is for the Broadway premiere of Christopher Demos Brown's American Son at the Booth Theater, starring Kerry Washington, Stephen Pascal, uh, Jeremy Jordan, and Eugene Lee. Then for the closings, they will all be off-Broadway, Smokey Joe's Cafe, Midnight at the Never Get, which I discussed with the show's writer and star on a Tell Me More episode a few weeks ago, and what the Constitution means to me. Of course, we will have links to all of these productions in the show notes at broadwayradio.com. Wow. 
That's uh, quite a week for me to uh, miss half of it and you yeah. coming in for half of it. So it, it balances out the New York continent. All right, Matt, what else do we have to talk about today? Okay, a few stories, and actually one that I just saw before we started recording. Someone to freelance that one. But uh, first up, over the weekend, Stephen Schwartz revealed some details of his upcoming projects in the latest edition of his newsletter, The Schwartz Scene. Needs a snappier title. <laughs> May the Schwartz uh, be with you. Yeah, seriously, it needs a little more. Um, he's a he's a great writer. He can come up with something better. Anyway, first, next month, he will be in New York for a reading of the screenplay and score for the movie musical he is developing about Hans Christian Andersen, which we've discussed before. While he's in town, he will also be working on a reading of his musical Rags, which features a new book by David Thompson and had a successful tryout at the Goodspeed Opera House about a year ago. I think a little more than a year ago. It was in performances, um, and they're still trying to develop that to see if it will have a further life. Next up, today begins a fan appreciation week over at Once on This Island in the build-up for their first anniversary on Broadway this coming Sunday. The production will be hosting special events, giving away exclusive prizes, and offering a two-for-one deal on tickets. We will have the complete schedule of the events and the code for the two-for-one in the show notes. And then, according to the Wall Street Journal, Bat Out of Hell, the musical, currently playing in London's West End and touring the U.S., will hit New York City in 2019 but not on Broadway. The paper reports that the musical's tour will instead play a limited eight-week run at City Center from July 30th through September 22nd of 2019. Now, James, I I think we've talked about this before, maybe, but I have a strange, not strange, but I, you know, for someone my age, I have an odd love for meatloaf music. Um, so as much as I know, this show is a bizarre, wacky, not theatrically deep show. I'm really excited because I just, I just love me some meatloaf. So, uh, the singer, not the food, the food I'm not a big fan of, but, uh, so hopefully this will, uh, get a chance to either play down here in Orlando or I'll be in town to see it. Uh, when it stops at City Center. And then finally, on Saturday, Bobby and Kristen Anderson Lopez, God bless them, they released a video for their new song, Vote for Mom, which is celebrating the historic number of women running for Congress. The video is so cute. Bobby's playing a ukulele. They're sitting in front of a cozy fireplace. It seems so loving and nurturing and earnest. But just if you're unfamiliar with some of Bobby and even Kristen's work, the video... Just a little bit, not safe for work, um, but it is very funny. And the, those two are just, gosh, we talked about couples goals um, uh, uh, last week. James be with Rebecca Luker and Danny Burstein and um, uh, Chrissy Teigen and John Legend. Bobby and Kristen are up there, too. Um, we will have a, a link to that video and uh, all of the other stories that we talked about in the show notes at BroadwayRadio.com. And of course, don't forget to vote. So uh, talking about the bat out of hell, um, I have a friend that saw it in London and was said it would be a massive failure here in the States, said it was terrible. It was, you know, and they were then they were a big Milo fan. And I, I totally wore out my bat out of hell uh, CD and, and record. I, I love I love that uh, that I love that um, that album. So yeah. I, I really hope that it's better than what they're saying. So at least it'll well, stop here in New York. You know, I, Yeah, I think what people have to realize about this is that it's like Mamma Mia 
it's, they take the Mamma Mia approach where hmm. it's just kind of a little bonkers and a little weird, but you can imagine how meatloaf music with Mamma Mia approach works out. It's weird. It's over the top. It's crazy. It probably doesn't make a ton of sense, but it's a goofy, fun time with some really great music. So if you go in expecting, you know, something um, of the jukebox variety of Girl from the North Country, you're not going to get that. If you open your mind to the fact that it is, you know, a, a rock version of Mamma Mia, probably, you know, you can appreciate a little bit more. But yeah, don't don't expect it to be good. <laughs> and uh, she, Stephen Schwartz, I was just thinking if 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 we can get him on the Broadway Radio Network, we, he could have a Schwartz cast. That's a good one, too. I like that one. OK. I like All right, Matt, why don't you get us out of here? All right, thanks for listening to Today on Broadway. Follow us on Facebook and Twitter at Broadway Radio. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at BWWMatt. And my name is James Marino from BroadwayRadio.com and BroadwayStars.com. Thanks for kicking off your week with us. Matt and I will be back again to talk with you tomorrow. <laughs>